0: It's time for the Counterclockwise podcast from the Incomparable Game Show, recorded April 2015. Counterclockwise. Four people, humans probably, four nerdy topics, 42 minutes. Welcome back to Counterclockwise, a podcast that's all about time Uh, and and space, too. Sure. I am Jason Snell, your co-host for this walk through a nerdy topic with myself, my co-host, Dan Morin, and two
1: special guests. Hi, Dan. How's it going? Space! And time! And time! I'm very excited to be here. I've never been on a podcast quite like this before, except for earlier today. Yeah, that's right. When we that was time travel related, though. I'm Sorry. I'm getting dizzy I, all the clockwise and counterclockwise I'm, that we do. I'm getting ahead of myself.
0: Only We only spin counterclockwise once a month, though, so that's the difference. So, and only in Australia. So the way this works is we have four uh, topics on a theme in Counterclockwise. Our theme uh, this this month is Doctor Who, and joining us are two, I will say, Doctor Who podcast podcasts. Uh, stars. Uh, to my to my right, moving counterclockwise, is Stephen Schapansky. You know him as Stephen in Edmonton
2: from Radio Free Scarrow. Hi, Stephen. Hi there. I wouldn't call it a star. More just sort of misguided for the past nine years. Prolific, we'll say. <laughs> That's right. You just can't help yourself. <laughs> Unable
1: to stop. Yes. I know how that is. And to my right, another Doctor Who podcast, Luminary. I'm going to say it. Luminary. Oh, luminary. And and a frequent, comparable panelist, Ms. Erica Ensign. Hi, Erica.
3: Hello. I am actually traveling through time right now, you guys, oh. at exactly Stop it. one minute Stop per it.
1: minute. <laughs> Erica is also a
0: tri-luminary, by the way, but that's a spoiler for her other podcast, <laughs> The Audio Guide to Babylon 5. Totally different. Didn't oh, wait, get wait. it. Sorry. We're not going to talk about Babylon Five, although that is an idea for a future show that Dan will probably not have. I'll be have able to cram to a lot <laughs> before that. <laughs> uh, and we're going to run out of things that we both know here pretty soon, and that's going to get weird. Uh, anyway, we have four topics, uh, and because this is the incomparable game show, at the end of each topic, the person who uh, provided the topic will not only give their uh, their thoughts, but will rank, will judge the other three people, and uh, in the end, we'll have a winner, and it won't matter. I will go first. So I get to judge first, which is exciting. Uh, And my question is this... Um. imagine, I, I actually was uh, looking through Hulu Plus the other day, and I, I, I stumbled upon the two doctors which put Patrick Troughton together with Colin Baker. And, uh, you know, I, I thought, you know, this was a really funny episode where they took a, a doctor from the past. It wasn't an anniversary special or anything. It was one doctor from the past and told the story from the perspective of both the doctors. And I, I thought that was very clever. And it prompted me to say... Uh, imagine them doing a story like that in the present day with Peter Capaldi. W- if time and space were no ob- object, you could pluck somebody from history and bring them forward and have them be in an episode of Peter, Peter Capaldi, doctor, companion, or both. Um, who would you like to cast in your crossover, cl- cl- crossover episode uh, with the current doctor? And uh, we'll start with Stephen. What do you think?
2: I don't, I think it's far too easy to say Patrick Choton because he would work well across from anybody. I think William Hartnell is almost too similar to Peter Capaldi. Um, I think he could do a bit of a double act if he had John Pertwee and that they could all sort of act as doubles because I think their costumes are very similar and that could provide a whole bevy of hijinks. Um, I think I'll go with David Tennant because I think he's the most polar opposite of Peter Capaldi. That you can get, and I think there'd be a lot of humor, and because he'd be probably very swashbuckly, like Robin Hood would be, and Peter Capaldi would have none of that, and I think there would be humorous, humorous hijinks for the first fifteen minutes while we settle down to have an actual story of Doctor Who.
1: I, I, you know, I rack my brains and I thought a lot, and, and and I mainly know the most recent, the the two thousand five ten year now uh, running incarnation of Doctor Who. And I decided that there was only one. A companion, let's say, in this case, that I would really want to see alongside Peter Capaldi, and that is k nine because nothing <laughs> makes a show better than a little robotic dog who's kind of kind of very sincere but also kind of a smart ass, I feel like in his own dry sardonic <laughs> way, uh, and I feel oh, like absolutely yeah Peter Capaldi <laughs> would oh. just be flummoxed and befuddled oh, by having to do with a robot dog but i feel like they'd come through the end of it and actually like team up at the end and like have to be like sure. really good friends and then he would just be really delighted to have him around secretly like he wouldn't let anybody know that he was really delighted to have canine around but i think he would like he, he would have someone to talk to on those long tardis nights when when clara isn't around so mm-hmm. i'm I, I i would think that robotic dogs are pretty much always the answer and in this case canine <laughs> for sure Oh.
3: Pretty good, Erica. Uh, yeah. I I know I'm not ranking this, but I rank Dan's the highest. I'm <laughs> higher than my own. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Um, I I am a little bit miffed at Stephen for saying that Patrick Trouton is too easy because that is my answer. Um, <laughs> if if only because uh, I would like to see my Verity co-host uh, Liz's head explode because those are by far her two favorite Doctors of all time and I would just like to see her go kaboom. Um, but I I the reason that I am picking him is because it is really an easy answer. Not only have we seen him in the two Doctors with the Sixth Doctor and I think that worked exceptionally well. Um, some people don't love that story, but. I do. But he was also in The Three Doctors playing against, well, mostly playing against the third doctor because uh, William Hartnell was very very ill at the time. Um, And I just think that he is a doctor that can bounce very nicely off of pretty much any other doctor. If... If I have to choose another one because that's too easy, I'm going to go with like the the second choice is like the pseudo uh, Patrick Troughton. And I would choose Matt Smith, actually, because Uh, I like uh. the idea that they're the two doctors right next to each other and that we even had Matt Smith appearing uh, in Peter Capaldi's first story in Deep Breath, sort of handing the reins over, which was kind of a nice... A nice little touch, I thought, and I would I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Capaldi's doctor, you know, sort of acknowledge that nice little feat that he did at the same time as being completely annoyed because I think um, David Tennant's doctor is Swashbuckly, but I think Matt Smith's doctor is even Swashbucklier.
0: Well, you know, I have to say, Stephen is playing this like a professional because he managed <laughs> to undercut uh, your answer, Erica, and my answer mm-hmm. before giving his own answer, not even realizing it, because <laughs> no. I am going to say I, I would cross over Peter Capaldi with William Hartnell because I want to see the grump off. I want to see them <laughs> grump each other. Um, although I, I do honestly wish that the 50th anniversary special had a little more Capaldi in it because... I think I really enjoyed uh, John Hurt being grumpy at at Matt Smith and David Tennant, and I, I I can imagine Peter Capaldi being similarly grumpy, and that that would be really hilarious. But I want to see the the uh, the original Grump and the modern Grump doctors uh, just get, fix each other with gazes as, as their companions run for cover. I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, Dan's answer is just amazing, and he gets three mm-hmm. points. Uh, Erica, good. yours was good, and you get two, and because Stephen told us that our answers weren't good, <laughs> you get one. <laughs> <sighs> and I accept uh,
2: my punishment.
0: All right, and uh, that now we move on, Stephen, Now you get to give it back. You get to judge us. What is your topic?
2: Well, my topic is this. Uh, if you could choose any currently active, as in they have to be alive, uh, actress actress to play the doctor, which would you choose?
1: That is a fantastic question. I feel like the the easy answer here would be Helen Mirren because she's been suggested so many times. But I'm going to go with someone in sort of a a similar a similar uh, age group, let's say, and I'm going to pick Maggie Smith because I think she'd basically be like the Peter Capaldi equivalent. But like, I mean, anybody (laughs) who watches Downton Abbey has seen Maggie Smith just like perfectly cut down. Any uh, all of the sort of frivolity going along with a simple like dry phrase, and she's so good at that, and so delightful as her acerbic self uh, that I think she would be an absolutely fantastic doctor. And I feel like she probably spent a lot of time in the Tartars rolling her eyes at again all the bizarre antics that everybody's getting up to. And and I feel like then you just throw in K nine again, and it just works. It works. It works a treat. <laughs> so that's that's my answer
0: riding the canine train now, <laughs> which is literally just a giant canine <laughs> yeah. on a train track. Best theme I park ever. I
3: that. <laughs> oh, I would be all over that. Um, my answer for this is uh, is one of my favorite actresses of all time. I would love to see Emma Thompson as the doctor mm-hmm. because she is just fantastic. I think she can do anything she does. She does drama very well, and she does comedy exceedingly well. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a lot of her roots are are in comedy. So I think that she would bring the perfect balance to being the doctor, and she's of of the the age of uh, age group of, of women who you don't see on television. Often enough, I think, um, you get a lot of, you know, fresh-faced, pretty young gals, which is fine, but I I would like to see somebody that's a little closer to my own age and and a little little older as well. Um, So, yeah, definitely Emma Thompson.
0: That's also a really great answer. She is, she, Emma Thompson is so funny, and people, I think, especially um, North Americans, maybe miss the, given the roles that we know her for. She's, is, she is a very talented comedian, and I think you, you need somebody as an actor, uh, or actress playing the doctor who, who can do drama and do comedy. I think you really want somebody with range, and Emma Thompson's got it. So I, mm-hmm. I endorse your, yeah.
3: Choice. My, my, My only other little thought was (laughs) I was thinking Emma Thompson and the name Emma popped into my head and I thought that uh, Emma Peel herself, Diana Riggs these days is still amazing. mm, She's mm, been on Game of Thrones and has been so good. I I think she she could pull that off as well. Also but Emma Thompson, first choice. Yeah.
0: And full credit to Dan for throwing out a name and then immediately putting it under the
1: bus. So you're going, pundit, pundit showdowns. So. Yeah. That's well done. <laughs> yeah.
0: So um, I immediately thought of a Scottish actress named Kelly MacDonald. You, oh, yeah. uh, you may know her from State of Play. You may know her from Boardwalk Empire. She was in train spotting, she was in Gosford Park. She is, um, I think, a, would be an interesting choice. She's about 40 now, which I think is uh, a, an Age where as Erica said, um, they start th- those actresses start disappearing. <laughs> From things because they're too old. Oh, they're forty. No, we can't have that. Um, but I think bring brings a little more weight to the to the part because uh, I, I, you know you're not casting uh, a young a young thing. You're casting somebody who's who's lived a little bit in that and that shows. She's so great in State of Play. I love her so much in that. Um, when I went to Scotland recently, my wife told me now no falling in love with uh, with uh, women with Scottish accents when you're there. She didn't mean women with Scottish accents. She meant Kelly McDonald. <laughs> I ran into <laughs> Kelly McDonald in Glasgow. That she'd be like, you gotta, you gotta watch out for Kelly MacDonald. She's gonna get you because I, I do love <laughs> Kelly McDonald so much, um, and I think she would be really interesting. And uh, you know, why not just all Scottish actors all the time for the part of the Doctor? So that's uh, my. Nominee. I just,
3: I just googled her, and so I could know who you're talking about. And I completely agree; she's great.
0: Yeah, she's great. I mean, people may not know her, but you've probably seen yeah. her in something or other. I've um, been a fan of hers for years. She's yeah, fantastic. She's really great. And and anybody out there who has not seen State of Play, the original British yes. miniseries, go go watch that. It's so great, and the, you'll recognize Doctor Who actors in it. Uh, uh, John Sim is in it. Pa, uh, Bill uh, Nighy is in it, and uh, uh, the next Doctor uh, himself, uh, David Morrissey. David Morrissey is in it. So a lot of a lot of great, and a in a very. Uh, who's the other person who's in that? There's a very young, famous person who's in it. Um, Oh. um, uh, 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 James uh, McAvoy. James McAvoy is in it uh, as like this Mm. callow... uh, like photographer or something yeah and, and, and the, the great newspaper. philip glenister too yeah Ooh. the gov is in it yeah, Ooh, yeah. i'm sold yeah it's yeah. great it's great mm-hmm. uh well the best piece of of filmmaking about journalism i think i've ever seen i think it's my number one journalism movie or in this case miniseries but anyway that's my well, spot
3: the doctor who actor is a favorite pastime the best. Best. Oh, yes. it is the
0: best anyway kelly <laughs> mcdonald is my choice that's that's the end i'm I, i'm done now Stephen, you, you can tell us what you think and judge us
2: Oh well, Kelly McDonald and Bill Nye also appeared in a a good movie called "The Girl in the Cafe," uh, written by Richard Curtis, um, Uh, which I think won a couple awards. Um, Well, the Doctor Who writer, (laughs) exactly (laughs) that too. It's all Doctor Who references today. Um, No, I would. uh, I have both the choice of actors and a scenario by which she would be chosen. It would be this. It would be Peter Capaldi in seven to eight years, hopefully, because I really love him. Uh, He would leave the role, and it would be announced that in the upcoming Christmas special, the Doctor doctor would be played by none other than Kate Winslet, who would appear only in that special, then regenerate, and the cliffhanger would be who is she regenerating into, and we find out at the beginning of the next year. So I go for Kate Winslet in a one-off special only. That's nice, and then you you can fantasy cast that, and even have a reasonable scenario by which she would be chosen. So, good it, job. exactly, and then the, the, the cliffhanger is: who is the next doctor? Will it be male? Mm. Will it be female? Oh, yeah, okay, this is happening in twenty. Would it be canine. Like I said <laughs> it might be canine. Is the new doctor? You see, we oh, get we great a coat. <laughs> he does. Um. Alright, uh, I suppose I have to judge all judge these us. now yeah. uh, Well, um, I probably don't like um, Downton Abbey at all, so I'm going to have to judge Dan's score a one um, Oof. Ouch. <laughs> I really like Kellen McDonald but uh, I'm going to have to give her a two and since I live with Eric, I'm kind of resigned to giving uh, <laughs> Emma right. Thompson a three, but that's an excellent choice if only for her speech uh, when presenting the awards at the uh, Golden Globes a couple years ago, when she had a glass of wine and her heels in the other hand, and she threw these expensive heels onto the floor and then announced the winner of the award. And I thought, yep, there we go. That is Dr. Mateo
1: right there. <laughs> Very good. Dan, it's your turn. All right. So imagine you are traveling in the TARDIS and you land in the present day, where the, whether it be in England, in America, in China, wherever. Uh, and that the chameleon circuit in the TARDIS is actually functional. So what would you disguise the TARDIS as if not a giant blue phone box?
3: Well, it would break my heart a little bit to not have it be a giant blue phone box. But, you know, if if we're talking a real TARDIS, that might stand out a little bit. And we probably want to be a little more subtle than that uh, these days, because otherwise we'll just get mobbed by all of the fans. So I choose in in my little headcanon for this to have the TARDIS land somewhere in the United States, because, you know, it's going to depend on on where it lands, what it should look like. But my choice is to have it land kind of near a a gas station somewhere off the highway, off the interstate, Um, because I don't know if every state is like this, but with Wisconsin, where I grew up, has a lot of gas stations with just sort of weird, big sculpture-type creatures um, around the gas station. Sometimes it's a mouse eating some cheese. Sometimes it's, um, <laughs> sometimes it's a dragon of some sort. Uh, but there's one gas station that is uh, near Madison, where I used to live, that had a giant pink elephant wearing sunglasses. So wherever <laughs> I landed, I would like the TARDIS to materialize as a giant pink uh-huh. elephant wearing sunglasses
1: wow that's in- inconspicuous that's gonna be yeah. beat that guys that's gonna be a com- but, circuit
0: still still malfunctioning apparently
3: <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is in wisconsin or any place that has weird stuff like that on the highways it would just it would it seems like it I'll wouldn't say, blend in but, but it, it totally would,
0: would. So, you know I, I i mentioned that i was just in glasgow which actually has i think they said the six remaining um police bo- public police boxes mm-hmm. most of which are painted blue now because, you know, <laughs> Doctor Who uh, and, and funny. they just they just uh, blend in. People don't even notice them. And I had my picture taken in front of three different ones, because why would I not? <laughs> thinking about this, uh, if, if the TARDIS were to land with its chameleon circuit fixed in my neighborhood, because I live in the suburbs, it would probably be a Comcast van with a bunch of orange cones around it, <laughs> which I think would be perfectly uh, suitable. But and, and I had a, a vision, again, because I, I I enjoy uh, thinking of Peter Capaldi being cranky and yelling at people, that it, that it would be an ice cream truck, and kids would mob the TARDIS, and he'd be like, get out of here, this is no ice cream truck, we're closed. Closed. And I think that would be funny, but I'm going to go with landing in a major, uh, let's say, uh, West Coast city that the TARDIS would materialize in the form of a taco truck, because there are lots of those <laughs> and uh, nobody pays them any mind. And I really like the idea that the doctor would like get out of the side of a taco truck. So that's going to be my choice. Taco truck.
2: Taco truck. Nice. Okay.
0: I'm gonna, I want a taco. I kind of <laughs> do too, actually. TARDIS yeah. taco. <laughs> T- the T in TARDIS? Taco. Stands for taco that's, that's what the saying. key that's a key the key
1: for taco. <laughs> taco in relative dimension in space yeah. um,
2: my choice is only good if uh if the tardis lands somewhere in florida and I, i'm thinking that at some point <laughs> uh, okay. if he's on, on trap if he's on travels there i think that he the doctor probably wants to remain as conspicuous as possible and have no one sort of trespass into the tardis at all therefore he needs to To have a a disguise that makes it look like something that absolutely no one would ever in their dreams go to so i am going to select tropicana field in tampa because i don't think anybody (laughs) goes to that (laughs) and i think it's probably the safest disguise for him to go to when he's in the uh, in uh, northern florida
0: it looks big but i assure you it's still bigger on the inside that is an excellent
1: answer Wow, those very good answers. Wow. All I I will say that Jason stole my answer because I was going to pick a food truck because I do think oh, now oh, there oh. needs to be a Peter Capaldi episode where he is running a food truck and just oh. constantly <laughs> shooing people away. Yeah. No, you can't order tacos here. <laughs> uh, um, but I think you know if I had to pick something else, uh, it would be um, it would materialize near a subway station and then it would be the elevator that you use to go down to the mm. subway station because they never work, so nobody <laughs> would ever try to come. <laughs> <that. laughs> That's good. Uh, and as for the judging, well, I think I'm going to give uh, full marks to Erica just because the, plur- the pink elephant with sunglasses is really <laughs> hard uh, to kind of ignore, and I just <laughs> think it's great. Y- you hide in plain sight by being as weird uh, as possible. Mm-hmm. Steven's going to get two points for his use of Tropicana Field because, you know, I-, I agree nobody would ever go there. And Jason gets one point for stealing, stealing my Stealing your answer, yeah. <laughs> you could have gone the other way and given me all the points because I, I thought was, about that's it. such a great answer, but that's I fine. thought about it. That's fine. I'm not here to win. Easy. I'm just here
0: to participate. Uh Erica, it's your turn. What do you uh what do you have for us and then you get to judge us about? <laughs>
3: okay. Well, I have I would like to know for you guys, which time team, and for our listeners, uh, time team usually refers to the doctor and whichever main companion or companions he is traveling with at the time, which time team you would most personally like to travel with and why? And it has to be a team. I want you to focus mm. on the companions just as much as the doctor. You can't just choose based on the doctor you like the best. You got to think about it. Put yourself put yourself in there and think about all the interpersonal interactions and uh, and let me know what you think you would like to do. All right, well, I thought
0: about this, and the team that I wish I'd seen more of, and I guess if I was a part of it, I, I would have traveled with them and seen more of it, is I really like, in Boomtown, the Jack, Rose, and Mickey kind of combination there. I feel like this is a an interesting uh, group that we only really get in that one episode. It's very It's got a very Buffy, Scooby gang kind of feel to it. I also thought about... Um, uh, Paul McGann and Grace, because, hey, they're in San Francisco. I could be walking by I could get <laughs> right in there. And then I'm going to be a regular in that big Fox series that's going to run for a long time. Why is everybody walking <laughs> away from me, guys? Um, but I'm going to go with um, with the early days of Tom Baker and Sarah Jane. So I, I, first off, I think I could be more competent than Harry. So because Harry, <laughs> Harry, Harry, Harry is, I believe, as the doctor called him, Harry Sullivan is an idiot. <laughs> um, so I think even I could be more competent at space things than Harry and, uh, Sarah Jane and I have, uh, have some journalism background in common. I think we would get along quite well. And, uh, you know, then I can, I can also witness the Loch Ness monster and things like that. I just, I always love Sarah Jane. I think she was, uh, one of the best, if not the best companions ever. Um, I would rather be in the Tom Baker era where they're away from unit, um, and uh, I can take over for or replace Harry Sullivan and uh, just pop right in there and be part of that team. So that's that's going to be my choice. I think that's that, I suppose that means that I'm going to be opening myself up for some gothic horrors too. But you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's what happens. I, I, why would I? Why would I choose to be in the Hinchcliffe era? And yet there it is. There, that's what I chose. So there. Stephen,
2: okay. um, It's a toss-up. I, I um, you know, I think I would almost be, want to go along with the doctor and Clara right now. That um, that PE is out of the picture, uh, and therefore perhaps <laughs> oh. Capaldi could perhaps uh, sort of take a shine to me. I'm not too sure, or maybe I'd be the third wheel. Um, and if I am the third wheel, I think it's, I, I think I'd almost want to be with the uh, Matt Smith and the uh, the pawns. Huh. Because, because the, the two pawns can sort of be together and stuff. And instead, I can go hang out with a doctor all the time and learn all the secrets of how the TARDIS works. So I think I'd probably benefit most from that relationship. And Do you then-
0: think that's how that would work? I, I am imagining <laughs> you
2: and Rory playing a lot of checkers in that scenario.
1: <laughs> If we played checkers, sure if, he would beat me.
0: I'm not sure the doctor yeah. would be the odd one out there. No, I, just I,
1: every, <laughs> every time he loses a checkers, you kill him. Yeah, but you well, see, he's, Rory, yeah. He'll but come back. The,
2: yeah, the 11th doctor wants to show off to people, and the pawns are busy off sort of squabbling or just canoodling or something like that. Mm. I am there to be impressed by the doctor. Uh, I think so you, I would fit in. So you're like the consolation prize when Amy's not around to keep the doctor entertained.
0: She's I, yeah. You, you, just, you just pop in there. It's, I'm just trying to understand your strategy here. I think it's sound i think it's perfectly sound i just wanted ah. to
3: so yeah. which of those is your first choice though is, is it the, the the 11th doctor and, and amy and rory
2: well as i'm on a podcast with my wife i can't really choose clara so yes i'll go uh, with the yes uh, you
3: can i don't okay, care
2: okay uh <laughs> no i'll totally go with the uh, the pawns and uh <laughs> me and doctor impressing one another mm.
1: You know, I thought about the ponds, but the problem with the ponds, as much as I I do have a fondness for redheads, is there's too much drama. There's just too much drama all the time. Uh, all right. I can't I can't handle it. Um, <laughs> is so, she
0: a, is she a replicant goo monster? <laughs> is she pregnant or not? We don't know what's going on. Yeah.
1: There are a lot of good answers. I think, as far as regular companions go, I think uh, hanging out with the tenth Doctor and Donna would be a lot of fun. It just seems like there mm. be you just be hanging out a lot. You have a good time. Um, but there are a couple of the one-off companions that I really feel like we fun with, even though I did not think that the episode planet of the dead was that good. I thought lady Christina and I, again, I have a fondness for Michelle Ryan here, but I thought she was a cool character. She's just so interesting. And there were so many like the sort of cat burglary thing going on that I really enjoyed. Um, but I think I might have to choose, uh, eventually, uh, Wilf. Wilf and the Tenth Doctor, I think, would be my choice <laughs> to hang out with. Just I feel like, oh, they just—it seems like they're just hanging out, have a good time. If we could just not go deal with that whole Master problem, that would be fine. I wouldn't really have an mm. issue with that. Maybe we just, you know, hang out, go down to the pub, drink a few beers, something like that. Travel in time a little bit, you know, the usual. I got bad news for you, Dan. Your your companion is going to be the robot from the Waters of Mars instead. My companion will be <laughs> K Nine. Yes. Gadget,
0: gadget,
3: <laughs> gadget, gadget. <laughs> wow. You know, I, I have to say, I am, I'm. I uh, I thought about this but both in terms of the classic series and the new series. And uh, in the new series, when I was first just thinking about it, you know, I realized as much as I love the 10 and Donna relationship and the 12 and Clara relationship, those are two things I thought of because I love them so much. I don't think I would want to get in the middle of either one of those. I think mm. those are very, very... Uh, you know those charged relationships, and I don't know that adding a third in there um, would have been great. Although, don't get me wrong, I hope we get another person in the TARDIS along with the Doctor and Clara in the future. I, but I, I don't want it to be me. I like
0: I like uh, the Doctor and Rose, Tenth Doctor and Rose, Ninth Doctor yeah. and Rose, but I wouldn't want to be a companion with them because no. I would it's be the Tin like, Dog, right? Yeah, it's like being a, it's being on someone
1: else's date. It's weird, man. Yeah, no, yep. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So so for the the new series, my, my choice was uh, was actually Martha because I think she gets poorly underrated and I think the Doctor treats her like crap a lot of the time and I just want to be there and just be like, you know, we'll be girlfriends mm-hmm. and we will ignore this jerk and I will talk you out of your infatuation with him because you can do better. Um, so so for the new series, that was it. But I, I have to go with my, my good old gut default for the classic series. Nyssa is one of my all-time <laughs> favorite companions and she just... I I would love to travel with just her and the Fifth Doctor and me. I don't want I don't want Pouty Adric. I don't want you know whiny Stroppy Tegan. I, I just I just want Nissa. So then there and is I think
0: there is no era where it's just that. So you'd have to drop somebody off, right?
3: Um, there is a brief time. Where it's just the Doctor and Nyssa. I can't remember exactly where it is, but they've managed to make I don't know how many big finish stories <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. out of
0: That's that cool. one little gap. So you'd be in yeah. there, too. okay?
2: It's Yeah, in between the seasons, 20 and 21 is when they just had the two of them. So, yeah, look forward yep. to having a whole bunch of audio plays named after you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep.
3: I think it would be fantastic. Um, all right, as far as ranking you guys goes, uh, when Dan started, I was I was thinking, Wilf is not not my favorite. He's sweet, but um, yeah, I was thinking, poor Dan, he's going to have to get one point until he mentioned the fact that he would take the Doctor and Wilf away from dealing with all that Master nonsense, and suddenly mm. shot up to first place. So, <laughs> so if by being on the show with those two, Dan, that you could uh, avert the end of time, um, yeah, more power to you. I would I'd give do you my more best. points Strong. if I could. Mm-hmm. Um, as for the other two, I, I am. Oh, this is hard. I am going to say Stephen gets the. Uh, Gets the two points, not just because I live with him, huh. um, but also because uh, Jason, you got the line wrong. It's Harry Sullivan is an, is an imbecile. Imbecile, you're right. <laughs> oh, oh. I was struggling yep. over so.
0: remembering his last name first. It's like Harry, <laughs> Harry, Harry, Harry. What was Harry's last name? It's Ian Martyr. What's his last name? Harry Sullivan. Good. And then I said idiot instead of imbecile. Yeah, I like yeah, Harry. So if, if, they were not mean for that to it, was, Harry.
3: it was very close. But yeah, poor poor Harry.
0: Yeah, poor Harry. Oh well. Uh, okay, we we have reached the bonus. Round now. Um I get I have constructed a bonus question for all of you, and this is an interesting thing to uh to discuss and debate a little bit, which is Doctor Who is not unique, but one of the special things about Doctor Who and its history is that there are missing episodes. At some point in the what early seventies, the BBC said, Meh, old TV episodes aren't interesting. We need the space, we'll just throw them away. And uh as a result, although many did get saved because they were sold into foreign syndication, many of those episodes vanished forever. Now, I'd like to end on a very positive note, but unfortunately, that's not going to happen. Instead, I'm going to say, you now have the power to make a Doctor Who story go missing. Something that you've seen that's out there now, but you will change the timeline retroactively. We don't even know how it happened, but this episode is missing now. I can't, I, I don't even know. We, we, we have to imagine what it must have been like. Somebody took some pictures of their television screen, uh, and there's a the scratchy audio recording, but we really don 't know because this is an episode you 'd like to make
2: disappear. What episode do you use this horrible power on Stephen? Um <clears throat> my first inclination was to choose the Rings of Acaten which is one of my least favorite episodes ever <laughs> but but I bet you somebody will have made an audio recording and that's the part I hate the most is all the speeches and all the singing so it would be even worse on audio so I'll save that to to be cherished and ignored uh and go with the obvious the end of time both uh all both two parts of it it is the most self-indulgent Um, worst end of an era in doctor who history i want it gone forever in my mind it ends with the waters of mars and he regenerates at the beginning of the 11th hour so the end of time is ended wow
0: that's strong those strong words picking a regeneration story as the one to send away because then that'll freak people out they'll only have the last clip only the clip will remain of the regeneration (laughs) that they put in a blue peter episode but the rest of it is missing completely Yep.
2: yep. Okay. <laughs> w- write your own fan fiction as to how he got there.
0: It's, he, he just doesn't want to go. That's all we know. That's
1: He, he had to go. <laughs> That's It's a mystery. Dan, what are you so, losing? So many options. And I, I will say this because I think that it is, in fact, Jason will, will bear me out on this, um, The Curse of the Black Spot. But my one piece of resistance for doing this is that I feel that destroying it will cause some air of mystery, right? And people will be like, oh, oh, there's this episode we never seen, it must be really good. And then when you find it, you just be a gigantic letdown. So I'm kind of hesitant to do that just because I feel like it might accord it too much, way too much credit. But I, I do think of the modern episodes, it's probably the worst in my mind, although the music is quite good. So maybe that could survive.
0: The soundtrack remains, but the, yes. uh, the actual episode is gone forever. Okay, there's the black spot. That is not an episode that I liked. Like we okay, you guys are two for two in telling me things that I don't like that are gonna disappear. So I'm <laughs> liking this. Who says this is an evil power? This is a great <laughs> power. I love it. Erica, what are you gonna make disappear?
3: oh boy i think steven and i have been living together too long because we really both kind of went down the same path not picking exactly the same thing to start with my my first thought my gut reaction was and please don't yell at me uh but it was the girl who waited Uh, (laughs) because i Mm. really don't like that story it just makes me so sad and uncomfortable and i just it it upsets me every time i have to watch it so i don't watch it very often and if it wasn't around i would never have to watch it again even if i was rewatching the whole series Mm. but then jason you had to mentioned the part about you know telesnaps and the audio being available huh. so i did kind of the same thing that steven did about the rings of Agaton. we'd still be able to hear it the story itself would still exist and we would just be missing the great visuals which are actually pretty amazing in that story it's very well directed so i, I changed my mind and i changed it to the same thing that steven picked because i agree that the end of time is pants and i would like it mm-hmm. gone so i i don't know if we're being graded on this but that really truly is my pick
2: Tell you what, I'll 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 wipe episode one. You wipe part two.
0: There you go.
1: Uh, (laughs) There you go. Partnerships, and and that that means
3: work,
0: and that means that I'm 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 fully in support. Which I'm not of the girl who waited. You you don't like episodes with the girl in the title, do you? (laughs) You don't like the girl in the fireplace either. And I love both. No, I don't. I love both of those episodes uh, Mm -hmm. so much. Oh, so for me, um, thinking about this, and I I went through the same thought process of you know. Rumors of what's in that episode will remain, and as we found when they when they when they found those two uh, Patrick Troughton stories, um, people make assumptions that weren't really true. Even even with telesnaps and audio, the imagination can run wild. So I'm going to make the long game go away. <laughs> And people are going to talk about it and they're going to say, can you believe Simon Pegg was in an episode of Doctor Who? And it's one of the few Christopher Eccleston episodes and we lost, I don't know how we lost it, but we lost it. It's gone forever. It sounds like it would be really good. It leads into the finale. It, it, it's got the same setting as the finale. So we know what the sets are like and it, and it sort of sets up what happens there. It would be this great like, oh man, if we only had that um, it, you know, because it was doing all of this story arc stuff, and Simon Pegg was in it, and he's great. And 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 the the um the character from Dalek is uh, is summarily dismissed from the TARDIS in this episode. Adam, <laughs> they get rid of him. There's like so much that goes on. It's gonna if only we could see it. And uh, the reality is, is, it's a terrible episode. Nobody needs to see it. Uh, the only reason I think that it, what kills me about it is that it, you can't just wave it away because it is connected to the final two episodes tenuously and uh and simon Pegg is horribly misused in it <laughs> so um yeah i'm gonna make the long game go away it's bad and nobody needs to see it again and Poor we simon I, Peg. I, it
1: will live better in in rumor I think. maybe then simon Pegg could be brought back to do a different character that is mm-hmm. better yeah good opportunities yeah. or he at least narrate, yeah or at least narrate
2: the audiobook version of it just to sort yeah. of, you know, I mean, hammer you that know. connection. Just so he can still sort of validate his appearance at future Doctor Who conventions. Sure. Sure, why not?
0: But anyway, yeah. that's a long game. Don't like it. Oh well. Well, um I'm I'm not going to here's what I'm gonna do. I'm going to award um a, a bonus point for everybody. <laughs> Uh, Sadly, except for me. And that leaves me in in, in last place. But that's fine. I get to host it. That is a gift enough. Um, In third place with seven points uh, is is our guest, Stephen. Even even uh, the charity of your wife did not allow you to finish higher. <laughs> oh. I'm
2: sorry. As a Canadian, I, I will cherish third place, believe me. <laughs>
0: That's right. you didn't finish last, so th- there's that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, on, on eight points is uh, is Dan Morin. I could have given him more bonus points when Erica did the big switcheroo there. But, you know, we want to be good hosts here. I, I like it when, when a guest wins. So, Erica, you are our first winner in this new... Deeply competitive version of counterclockwise. <laughs> so, congratulations, bravo, suck it, losers! Bravo.
3: Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, hey. <laughs> well, he said deeply competitive. Yeah. I was just trying to get it <laughs> in the spirit. Well, right.
0: no,
1: it's too late. I already awarded points. I can't deduct them now. <laughs> Your badge is in the mail. Your medal is in the mail. Mm. Ooh. But it takes, uh, that'll take six to eight weeks to get to Canada. And so. there may be a time uh, paradox. Yeah, probably.
3: Involved. It might get stuck in customs. Yeah. That happens.
0: Well, this was fun. I feel like we've, we've uh, we fulfilled the premise of Counterclockwise, which is to really have nerdy discussion about, uh, about theoreticals, about uh, Doctor Who and other things like that. That's what we're here for. And we picked winners and losers. And I was the loser. And Erica was the winner. And uh, <laughs> yay. That, that works for me. That works. It certainly works for me. <laughs> yeah. Here's to middling, hooray! Uh, Stephen and Dan do a high five there in the yeah. middle. Yeah. Actually, Woo. the point distribution—it's more like you guys are all up at the top, and then I'm down at the bottom. But that's okay. That's okay. Um, I'm fulfilling my role as Harry Sullivan and by doing this. Just not working out that. Watch well. out for no.
3: giant clams. Yeah, Jason. I know. Yes.
0: <laughs> Believe me, I know. Alright, I think we've reached the end and we are in uh, in fewer than the allotted 42 minutes, which is always good because that means that uh, I don't have to edit the show down and we would lose some of the gold that we generated here today. <laughs> Stephen, thank you so much for being on Counterclockwise. It's a pleasure and always a pleasure to hear you on uh, your many podcasts, not just Radio Free Scarrow, but you just finished the memory cheats, which people should check out, which makes me laugh when I listen to it. It's very funny. And you've managed to watch, or not watch, you to talk about without watching every episode of every story of 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 classic doctor who very impressive
2: oh thank you very much and now i can actually finally uh start watching that show again because i i was under contract to to not actually watch the original series until i finished that podcast so it's well, yeah. uh it's been a long time coming and i look forward to it
0: yeah but i did i do enjoy that i have fond memories of of uh it's like random for people who don't know about the memory cheats it's like random trek in that a random story is selected the difference is that they have to discuss it on memory instead of watching it which is hilarious what do you remember about right? yeah. this story yeah well who's in it let me look this up <laughs> no right? we can't look it up we cannot look i know it up. i know yeah. i know no i don't i think this person's
1: in it they're not in it okay well no. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's great anyway thank you for being here i appreciate it thank you And Eric Anstein, thank you so much for being here. As always, we can hear you talk on The Incomparable and on Verity, your lovely Doctor Who podcast. So thanks for coming here and talking to us about Doctor Who on yet another podcast. I am
3: always happy to talk about Doctor Who on or off a podcast.
1: <laughs> and Dan, the audio guide to
0: Babylon 5, you forgot all about that. That's the I one. did. I'm sorry, but you, I, I, I've, you never, were, you were I've never seen any. Dan, you were banned from the Babylon 5 episode. Of, oh, God, I've seen half. An, okay. Banned. I've seen at
1: least half an episode. Okay. Yeah. He was Double looking banned. for an out,
2: Jason. Dan was looking for an out and
0: that Triple was it. Triple banned.
1: <laughs> yes. Thank you.
0: <laughs> yes. Three of the four people on this podcast have appeared on the audio guide to Babylon 5. Dan. <laughs> was Winston? I one of them? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god Okay, uh, Dan, the 90s are kind of a blur um, you now are on three points you're in last place <laughs> <laughs> just arbitrarily <laughs> I've decided that okay. and, uh, and that's it Dan uh, it is a pleasure as always to talk nerdy topics with you once a month on Counterclockwise and for those out there who wonder what the heck this show is about Dan and I do a show on Relay called Clockwise that's about technology topics in less than 30 minutes so you should check that out. I've heard from a few people who did not know Clockwise existed when they listened to <laughs> Counterclockwise Worlds Colliding. Check it out. You might like it. It's kind and of it's, like this. It's short.
1: It's short. It's so nerdy you know. in a
0: different way. Yeah, exactly. And and it's yeah, it's not another three hour long tech podcast so you might like it. But we don't talk about Doctor Who there usually. Usually. Alright, <laughs> well until then everybody out there, I want to remind you keep watching the clock
1: and watch what you say bye everybody (laughs) bye